0: Hello and welcome to our ClapperCast episode today. I'm your host as always, Carson Tamar, joined by the iconic king of Burbank himself, Michael Fairbanks. Michael, probably because we shut down the podcast for a few months, but you've not been on here for a while. How have you been doing,
1: buddy? Not too bad. Happy to be back. Happy to see the podcast alive and kicking and back once again. Hope it's been going well. Haven't listened. I know you've had... (laughs) I know you've had, what, one or two episodes? Since? We had
0: one. Yeah, Everything ever All at Once. Can't believe you How didn't...
1: It went fine.
0: That's Are you good. Big... Do you like Everything ever? I forget. Sorry. No,
1: I, I do like it. It's just more that it was just a whole year and literally a whole year because it started in March of just, like, the same conversation about the same sure. movie 400 times. It doesn't matter what movie it was. I just... I just can't do it. I just can't. But have you know it.
0: what? I wanted those clicks, so I did it. But I agree. Well, uh- I can never talk about that movie again, and I'll be happy, even though I do like it. Um, though I don't. Paul hates it, but side point. So today, we have a little bit of a treat, at least for me, at least, because uh, we have a new Wes Anderson feature. So let's go ahead and take a look at Asteroid City, and then we'll come back and discuss.
1: Junior Stargazers and Space Cadets, each year we celebrate Asteroid Day. Commemorating September 23rd, 3007 B.C., when the arid plains meteorite made Earth in that.
0: Holy Toledo. That's Mitch Campbell. You are very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel. Thank who gets you. amnesia. And Thank you. Pediatrician, you were very awesome. Actually, upset. maybe my favorite character. Other I don't this. know why nobody else liked it. Oh. Okay, and Michael... I think it's probably the most helpful cuz I have no idea what your opinions are on most films cuz I don't really talk to you about film that much. Um, what are your thoughts on Wes Anderson? I would just love to get like a base level going into this movie. Let's save the discussion of the movie for a second. What are your thoughts on Wes Anderson as a director? Do you like his work? Um, what are your, what are your history there?
1: I would say overall, yes. I would say that there are movies by him, I would say the majority of them I like or love. I'd say my favorites would be Royal Tenenbaums, Grand Budapest, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and there's one more I'm forgetting, Moonrise Kingdom, which is very funny because I wrote a paper on Moonrise Kingdom. Some very unique choices there, I know. But my thing is that I think when he misses, boy, does he miss. And Mm. I think that there are movies like Rushmore, which I thought was incredibly creepy, Laid the foundation for licorice pizza, if you ask me. Um, and look, I hated Rushmore so much. Isle of Dogs, garbage. Um, French Dispatch was garbage. I think I'll give he, you that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think he becomes such a victim of his own style. And I think that when he's telling a simple story and his characters are well calibrated and compelling, I think he's great. When he gets very heady and conceptual. I think he's terrible at it, to be honest. I think Mm. simplicity is his friend, and conceptual work is his worst enemy which brings us to Asteroid. Asteroid City. Yeah,
0: it's a really great lead-in uh, to this film. In case you don't know, if you've not seen the film already, Asteroid City is a play um, within the film, obviously kind of standard Wes Anderson stuff there, but done, we'll get to it. Um, but about a little town in the desert where all these kids come to test out and show off their inventions, um, and they end up meeting an alien, and things go kind of haywire. Michael, I'll let you start because I know you have a very strong, I think maybe the strongest letterboxed reaction I've seen out of anyone, out of any film. Um, I, I know you're not a big fan of this one.
1: No. Before I get into it though, um, are you on the same page as me about Wes or are you more. Yes.
0: Him? I am overall,
1: well, I'd say I'm it more, I, I would say like everything
0: outside of French Dispatch, I at least respect slash enjoy i agree i'm very cold on rushmore probably those two are at the bottom um but i do enjoy i specifically enjoyed i think since well royal Bombs, i think is one of the best films ever made um and then you get into i love his animated work i do love Isle of dogs sad to hear that but whatever um it's okay if you hate dogs like a maniac no, um I just but reasons. But, yeah that too i mean okay we'll get we'll okay <laughs> sure you know what fine um but yes i do overall enjoy wes but i was really worried about asteroid city because after covid he came through with all these ideas and the first one was french dispatch which i think is a pile of garbage you can go find our podcast review i think that is just like from like an idea standpoint to the execution trash so i was like oh god wes i want to love you buddy um yeah, and then Asteroid City came, and I really
1: enjoyed Asteroid City. Um, but I'll let you get on. Uh, yeah, no, I can, I can jump in now. I just wanted to, I did want to get your because I think it's, I think it's really important to have a standpoint on sure. Wes and going into this one in particular because it seems to me like all the people who really, really like this movie are very into Wes and are very into a deconstructionist take on his work. Well, we Me. have to
0: be clear that with a filmmaker like Wes Anderson, who's very well known, you know, his name really means something, I guess, in the film Twitter universe. There's going to be people with every project who just likes it, no matter what. Right. Absolutely. Same with every other director out there whose um name, you know, whatever Jane Campion does next, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely garbage, but I'm sure film Twitter will love it. Like I can already tell you that going in. So I think that's important to note is I, I don't know necessarily how many of these people are like real.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true and I think a lot of them went to can and yeah, when they're can they're they're being nice. For me, I I think Asteroid City currently I have it ranked as my third worst movie of the year. behind wow. be in front of in front of Murder Mystery 2 and oh. 65. I thought that this movie was drivel. Just an, a ponderous, boring, just... I Like, I stumble to say idiotic because I know that Wes is a smart guy. And I know that he's sophisticated and I know that, like, in actuality, he is smarter than I'll ever be. This movie is the stuff... is, is It's just completely smooth-brained. It takes a... Two concepts that are just dead on arrival. You've got the whole thing that you mentioned about the setup with, oh, this is, I and, and let me preface this, and I think that this is part of my, it stems a part of my annoyance. I'm getting really sick of meta stuff. I think it's becoming a crutch. I think it's becoming lazy. I think it's becoming just like a way to score easy points with a very online audience the second you start breaking the fourth wall or like being very like deconstructionist in a way that you're you're literally almost telling the audience like you're watching a movie do you get it the second this movie started and Brian Cranston came on screen and went the long awaited work of playwright Charles J- Charles John Seymour the 3rd Esquire i knew we were fucked And that whole opening with the play, you can just tell that he thinks this whole thing is painfully clever. And all it is is just clutter and just extra setup and extra just, like, thematic garbage that is really honestly just... It feels so obviously just like Wes being like, I'm deconstructing my creative process and it's so brilliant and deep. And it's like, I like when directors do that, but when they take a more, like, Subtle hand. This was more like. Brian Cranston literally stepping out of the screen. And being like do you get it? We're deconstructing Wes's work. Do you get it? The playwright is him. And then the actual like. Asteroid City storyline. Better. But crappy all the same. You've got this. You've got this cavalcade. Of A-list celebrities who are for the most part phenomenal actors and they sit there and stand around say this stilted dialogue and just do this oh no we're trapped here were you an adult film star it's just like mindless director drivel it's a movie that's made for directors to watch and fuck all else To be honest, when it got a B Cinema score, I was shocked to see that, because I genuinely don't understand how anyone who is just like an average regular Joe who has no relationship to Wes Anderson's work could watch that, and I struggle with this word because I think it's overused, how you could not look at it as entirely elitist and utterly pretentious. I was bored the entire time. I would hesitate to say that there was even one scene that I liked. I would say, I would say that I think it's his worst film. I think it's his mo- most indulgent film. It's his worst acted. It is his worst paced. Pretty much the low point of his entire career, pitiful. There you go.
0: So you're not a so you're not going to be uh, voting yeah. it for best picture. Got is, it. This is me. This is this
1: is this is me being happier too. When I when we all saw it, we were, I was with Paul, friend of the show, and okay. and Paul's friend, um, was sitting next to us. Ten minutes in, she she literally reclines her chair back and turns over to sleep. <laughs> She's like, wow, well, we both saw this with people who fell asleep during it, <laughs> right? How could you not? How could That's you not? If you're not just like incredibly, if you're not just incredibly turned on by, ooh, it's like Wes is talking to us, like if that doesn't grab you. And the other two friends that we went with, this was their first ever Wes Anderson movie. Oh, god, <laughs> I kind of talked them into it. I was like, look, with Wes, it's either going to be great or really, really bad. But just kind of go with it. You'll know within the first 10 minutes if this is something that you'll actually want to like sit there and watch. And literally, they were looking at me the entire movie from across the theater because they were sitting a little bit on the side of us. And, and they were both looking at me the whole time like, fuck, what did you drag us to? So yeah, it's just like, that. that's what I mean when I say like I don't get how any conventional audience could come at this movie sure. with disdain. But please explain, mansplain this movie to me. Right. Does any other any review of Anderson insufferable? Please do. I'd love to. Love to hear. I'll
0: give you some things that I think you're correct on. I think the play is a tr- like the framing of the play is atrocious. Not even like conceptually like this is something Wes does. I have never. I cannot think of another Wes Anderson project where it's so intrusive and it just keeps coming back for such prolonged amounts of time and it feels like you're endlessly there and then we're casting the play and then we have this random weird sequence where we're saying you have to go to sleep to wake up and it's like okay it's not good and the thematic way i'll see i think this movie has a lot it's trying to say i don't think it has anything to do with the play sequence none of my arguments come for that i think it looks good right wes does know how to direct he does know how to shoot shots and do cinematography. Um, which I think is, when you get to the Asteroid City part, one of the giant highlights is just this film is visually stunning. Um, and the production design, especially when you look into the fact that they built this entire town for him, um, I think it's really, really impressive. But I have no excuse for the play. Um, I like Brian Cranston. I'm happy he's getting money. I guess I'll give him that. Um, but other than that, not, not a lot there. Um, but transferring to the actual Asteroid City itself, I was definitely a little bit cold at first, just trying to work out what the film is doing, what the film is trying to say. And I agree the cast is actually, I think wildly not impressive. I think it's wildly forgettable when you look at the sheer amount of talent. I mean, they have the opening crawl with the credits and it's like fucking unbelievable. It's like Avenger Endgame times three, right? It's like, wow. And then it's just like, no one really gives, I think Steve Carell is kind of good here and there. I don't think anyone else is super memorable. I'm really confused by everyone trying to say like, oh this is like the best ensemble these have the best Wes Anderson performances which I'm seeing from a lot of people look at Royal Tenenbaums which I just rewatched. every single performance in that film is fucking spectacular and it's unique and it's memorable and it has heart and soul and layers and this just feels very a lot of the writing especially the comedy also does feel I'll give you very like generic one-dimensional almost like if like Mm, this is harsher than I want to be on the film, but it's like if SNL did like a Wes Anderson parody where you have the style and you have the, you know, pacing, you have the tone, but that soul isn't really there for a lot of it. The one place where it really started to work to me was towards the end where I really started to understand what Wes Anderson, I think was trying to say in this film. And for me, this is a very like COVID based film. I think it's really hard to not come away with that. The town literally goes under lockdown But when Wes Anderson is, I would say, exploring in this film is how do you find normalcy or how do you just move on when everything in life changes? And there's big moments of that. There's small moments of that. Obviously, the big one we would talk about is COVID. But there's always these events, whether it's you breaking your favorite cup, let's say, um, whether it is a submarine getting lost trying to find the Titanic and a bunch of billionaires dying. There is these moments where you have this break from normalcy that you can never return to that place before. And in this, he's having two of these moments. He has a father trying to deal with the death of his wife. And then you have this town who sees an alien and both of these events radically change their lives. Obviously there's no going back to it. I don't know if I can say the film like finds, wow, stunning breakthroughs on it. I think this is feeling very much so more like Wes Anderson meditating and looking for answers rather than providing answers um, I don't know, maybe that was supposed to come in the play section of it, really not sure where um, but in that I found that this film was thematically rich enough for me to embrace and get into with the style being strong enough um, that I was able to enjoy it, it's definitely not like top tier Wes Anderson or anything um, I, you know I think this is one where I don't know if he just wrote a ton during COVID, I don't know what it is, he's making a shit ton of films now Um, but it feels like one where he had this idea, but he never really was able to come to the conclusion. Um, I don't know, were you able to see any of that in the film?
1: Oh, 100%. And I also agree with you that the visual style definitely does a lot of heavy lifting. I would never ever say that a Wes Anderson movie is anything other than gorgeous looking. And I also think that with this recent influx of ai recreations of his work and people on tiktok doing recreations of his work which he hates which i think is very funny um i think it is a testament to the fact that an artist can have a singular style that Mm -hmm. is important and can't be replicated by a machine or other people Mm -hmm. I, i completely agree with what you said about setting of asteroid city how beautiful it was how handcrafted it was if this movie were to get nominated for best production design or something like that i would absolutely i one hundred percent, all for it attacking the and i do mean attack go for it attacking for the it. covid stuff i agree with you in the sense that i know that that was there I just could not be less interested in this smug, pithy, privileged take on COVID. For me, when can direct- I quickly
0: ask, what well, did you like, Bob inside?
1: I just yes, want to get like a. But okay. uh, that was. But the thing about that was that it was it was very much in the moment. Okay. Like that was like, and even yeah. inside, and this is the the point I was going to make is. I don't necessarily, like, I like. I understand that allegory is a thing, and there are a lot of great allegories, but I think when you're making something particularly that is so stemming from the pandemic, mm. I think it's kind of bullshit to do that and then just make it this, like, oh, it's just, like, this fun little hippy-dippy hipster, like, little cutesy little Wes Anderson ride, and those little sure. moments with just kind of, like, embedded into the deeper situation especially with like jason's i always have struggled with his name jason schwartzman and who i think was one of the better performances and his kids like all that stuff is definitely there and there's some moving little individual moments but the whole time i was thinking about how this is the product of someone who wanted to write a project from covid about covid from his mansion this is someone who this is someone who sat in his nice he probably calls it a den or a nook. He fucking pulled out his little typewriter his little his little ironic mustache and his beret that he wears to fucking write these movies. Clickety clickety click. Like it's just it's too cutesy for me to sure. so really like because I think what I always say about Wes Anderson is that his best movies are the ones that are just silly. These two kids ran away and the people are trying to find them. A fox is a thief. Uh, these two goofy guys run this motel, this motel hotel, and they, oh no, they're being chased by people, and oh, there's a silly little painting, and yada yada. I think Wes sucks at this kind of storytelling specifically, and it it sort of goes back to French Dispatch, where in French Dispatch, there's a lot of moments where you can tell that he's kind of trying to hack and attack these political themes but he has mm. nothing to say and he knows mm. nothing about what he's talking about the extent of what he can analyze from a from a what I, and i'm not like a, a political expert by any means but literally the extent of what he has to say about these type of things is the leftists were rabble rousing in the streets they were part of the they were part of the socialist movement and then it's just timothy shallow maybe like I'm a socialist and that's that's like the extent of like how much he can build out right. allegory and like social commentary he's just not capable of it because he has a he's just a privileged little fucking like he's like the, like that, that's just it. It, it it's a it's a life of privilege I don't wish ill on the guy it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like I think he's like the worst person in the world or anything and I also don't think he's like done anything bad it's more that I just think he's fucking clueless. Sure, I think he's just, he lives in his little, he is, he is a person who has been called a genius for almost three decades. And that goes to your head and you become someone who lives in a little bubble. And that's him. And it's not I a bad guess... it It's just don't try to fucking comment on social issues when sure. you're, no, la la. that's it.
0: I think this film, there's a few specific reasons why I did not have this reaction. Because this reaction I've had to a lot of pieces of art. um, Specifically Bo Burnham's Inside. Like, sorry, I love that I was like, I'm going to try to be nice now on the podcast and I'm just going to piss everyone off. Fucking atrocious. And like, genuinely just pisses me off so much. But like, I think there's a few things. Number one, he does not directly say this is about the pandemic. I know like, Obviously, it's about it. I think when you want to enter the realm and specifically outright say I'm making a statement on the COVID-19 pandemic, you really have then a duty to say something worthwhile to check your privilege. Here, he's not reminiscing, I think, on the pandemic, but emotions that I'm sure, like no matter what point of privilege you're at, the emotions here of just trying to live in a world that's through a global pandemic. Not that I don't think I think he had any issues with like surviving the pandemic, right? He's very privileged, um, but I think that separation, even if it's light, was enough for me to kind of turn around on it. Unlike someone like Bo Burnham, who wants to sit there and fake fucking turning whatever age he was turning in a room in a mansion that he is airbnb during the pandemic to make a Netflix special with Netflix money. And then everyone wants to say, because I, just what you said exactly, I would say about Bo Burnham. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Um, And I think here specifically, I don't hate that he doesn't have the answers because I don't think anyone has the answers to the questions he is asking. And I don't think he's trying to present this as if he has the answers. At least I didn't take it that way. I don't think he's out here saying like, this is how you deal with grief or this is how you deal with a pandemic or anything like that. It feels to me like there's this sense and it's kind of, I guess I could relate it to knock at the cabin in a sense in a really weird like comparison is that I don't think if Shyamalan is answering the questions he's asking he's posing these impossible questions and ruminating on them in a way i really appreciate anderson's doing the same thing here he's asking these impossible questions and he's not able to answer them um but it's coming at it in a way that at least i didn't feel the ego when it comes to the writing in a sense to where i would really want like i feel like he needed to answer that Um, so I don't know, that'd be my take on, I guess, why it didn't necessarily bother me in the same way. Sure, you can say everything else, and I'm not going to defend French Dispatch at all. Sure, fuck that, but, um, at least that's my take on, on Asteroid City.
1: That is interesting that you compare it to Knock at the Cabin, because Knock at the Cabin is still my second favorite movie of the year. I adore that film, and I think that, what I would say the difference is, is that Knock at the Cabin has a real, like, gravity to it. And it has a real sense of consequence and it is impactful and it's scary and it's dramatic and it has these real characters in it that aren't just these like little they're almost like popsicle sticks. Like they're like like they're not even people. They're they're just these like little like pez dispensers of these little like yuppie lines. It's just like It's just, like, the whole thing where it's just, like, of course one of the characters is a fucking Hollywood actress because that's the only people he's ever met. Of course one of them is, like, it's just, like, and and then they just sit there, Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson, just talking about her nudes or, like, whatever movie she was in or whatever the hell. It just, I don't know. I just feel like. No, he's... I definitely get
0: that. I, I don't think you're wrong in that. And I don't think you're wrong in like this, definitely is lacking a certain venom and gravitas, specifically within the play itself and the Asteroid City plot, that like undeniably I can see being annoying or feel like it's missing something compared to Knock of the Cabin, which is obviously this incredibly tense, dark, you know feature where it's like god this just sucks and it's relentless this is definitely hey we're wes anderson and oh look how funny we are we're running around the desert like it's definitely i definitely see where you're coming from i guess it just didn't bother me but it bothered you and that's valid
1: and i thought it had such potential to be his like close encounters or his Nope. you've got this compelling two films i despise (laughs) no no i know i i more mean like I think it had the potential to be his close encounters or his nope because it was this aspect, there was this aspect of discovery to it. And there was this aspect of, this is an alien who people have never seen, and it's a bunch of people who are interested in science, trying to figure out where this alien came from and quarantining. If that had been the movie, I think this would have been great. If that was not 10% of this movie and was instead 100%, I think it would have been great. I usually am not like the biggest like make the movie about kids guy, but I think in this particular case would have been a million times better.
0: I mean, if anyone goes into this, film expecting like, oh, I can't wait to watch this movie about an alien. It's not. It's not there. There's two scenes. Although I will alien.
1: say I liked the alien. The aliens yes. are the only things I did like. Maybe we should I was they look like sad but.
0: they spoiled the voice the actor behind the alien, oh the yeah, yeah, I was like that was although that's
1: weird. another thing I should bring up speaking of that person, there are so many like huge, huge name actors, especially in the play part, who are there for two seconds. Hong Chao, girl, what are you doing? You couldn't have told him no, you couldn't have said. Write me a real role, really. To be fair, I think this was before. Like, I don't, I don't mean to single her out because there's. I'm just thinking of like, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the people who pop in. Jeff Goldblum, who I guess is a regular. There's a few that are new though, like Hong Chow. Margot Robbie is wildly. At least Margot Robbie gets like a real scene. And like that's yeah. like the gets like the like the um what I suppose is like the thematic like punchline of the movie. But it's like but that's another one, yeah, Hong Chow Marco Robbie, all these people who I think could would who do take very active roles in their own careers and take active roles in picking movies and roles that show them in a good light. And I think yeah. that someone like Wes Anderson, he's very much like, all right. You do what you do this because I say so. You plug in right. here because I say so, and they all just say yes because it's West.
0: But hopefully, this gets him in the system, and then he uses him again right. in the future right. in a more right. meaningful right. role. Because like really- I would be really mad about how Tony Revolori is used in this film. Because I stand mm-hmm. that boy, but he is luckily, you know, he's fine in Wes Anderson's world. He'll be back eventually.
1: He at least have several lines.
0: Yes. Yeah. At le- hey, I think he have had. More lines in this than he had in *Scream*.
1: Uh, that's pretty. That's true. Probably. One of them was ah in *Scream*.
0: <laughs> uh, I scream! I literally screamed in the theater when he was in *Scream*. <laughs> I like. I'm the only person who cares about Tony Revolori. I think in the world, but that's
1: fine. I like him. Um, I thought he was phenomenal in um, *Grand Budapest*. I really do. Yeah, I love
0: him with that. And then he's randomly in M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Apple TV series Servant, which I'm the only person who's ever watched. I knew this Um,
1: is so bad. It's just so long.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you do. It's not good. It's Mm. like fun, but it's not good. Um, But he's in that. So I appreciate him there. Um, Yeah. So is there any last thoughts you have on Asteroid City that you really want to
1: get out on the space? Wes, get good. um Skill issue. uh Hope the rural doll short films work out for you, bud. I'll watch them for sure. I will. I will always. As much as I, after this movie, thought to myself, I will never ever watch a thing this man makes ever again. I don't think that's true. I will always be interested to see whatever the hell he's doing, but. I do think that ever since Grand Budapest Hotel did as well as it did and got all the acclaim and all the Oscar nominations and blah, 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 he has lost his way in a big way. And this, to me, no pun intended, was the crater.
0: I do think it's interesting that since Grand Budapest, though, when he really, like, obviously a new high for him, he's not really, like, I feel like when you come so close to being, like, and let's say like best picture like in that conversation normally you follow the up, that up and like Baz Luhrmann I would say did it with like these really not good projects but that feel like you're trying to win an Oscar I'll say Wes doesn't feel like he's trying to win an Oscar with these I feel like he just went well yeah, well, the films between that, I wouldn't say that. But then also, now he's just gone to, like, COVID lockdown and wrote 20 things that he wants to film. He's already filming his next feature. It's, like, insane. Um, But I'll say that. I don't feel like he's trying to, like, win Best Picture so clearly, which is nice, I guess. I
1: agree with that. And I also think that, but I think what happened is that he said, oh, my biggest, most acclaimed film thus far was the one where I took my style the furthest. Right. It was the one yes. where he went full like maximalist and like really like dove all the way in. And I think that I think what you're saying is very true. I think he's making movies for himself. Absolutely, that is evidently clear. But also I think that he took the wrong lesson from Grandview sure. Hotel. He thought that the lesson from that movie was, okay, what's the what's the crazy ass look this time around? <laughs> what's the zippy little action sequence this time around and i and it's just it's more that i think that french dispatch was just a good movie that had a great script and well acted characters and it fit his style and i
0: think he mean grand Budapest there yes you said yeah. french dispatch oh,
1: whoops not french <laughs> although i will say um the one he's doing after the world doll movies is from what i understand something of a chamber piece that has Michael, Sarah, and somebody else. And it's apparently much smaller. And I'm looking forward to that one. That's what that I was thinking. I, mean, I agree. I, I'll say at the very least,
0: Asteroid City, at least we were able to have a conversation about what this film was trying to say about a goal here, about something like you can break down. That's upscale for me from French Dispatch. So, hey, Absolutely. Anderson, we're going
1: up. We're rising here. (laughs) The only reason I would say that I like French Dispatch better is that I wouldn't say there's any sequence in Asteroid City where I was like, that was great. Whereas French Dispatch was a big um, stew of nothing. But here and there, there were parts that I thought were visually stunning. There were bits and pieces I thought were funny. There were bits and pieces I enjoyed. It was just, he wanted to make three movies and should have picked one. But, but like, it should I, just be the Owen Wilson part. That's the only. Yes, let's be clear. absolutely. That's the only part. <laughs> I inherently, even though I didn't like French Dispatch, I respected what it was trying to do more than Asteroid City, because I think French Dispatch was valid. In just being like, I've got all these concepts and we're having a fun time and who cares? And I didn't. I hated it, but I, I can, I could get, I can get behind that.
0: This, so that was the first one in COVID where he was really bored, so he just had a bunch of time to read The New yeah. Yorker, and he was like, love it. And then he started feeling sad about the world, and then he wrote this. So we'll see what the next one is. Hopefully he kind of gets rid of these COVID scripts eventually. But, um, it's
1: Henry Sugar, yeah. I think, is the next one. It's the short, the Roald doll shorts. Yes. Which, which I think, honestly, will probably be good, too, because he has a good... Is it
0: animated? Do you
1: know? It's live action, I think. Uh,
0: it's... Def- I'll still probably. He has a good handle
1: on that material, I think.
0: I just, like, I don't know. I just rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox and I'm like, "Uh, let's go back to animation. I think that's also like, if he wants to continue to do this, like, style, style, style intensely, animation, I think, is far better to do that in live action.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree. Maybe he could direct across or beyond the Spider Verse in stop motion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the animators would prefer a change there. Um, But, you know. Now we want to see that. You can, you know what, Michael? Like, you're not gonna go onto AI. I don't know how you do AI, but you're not gonna go on AI and ask them to make you that tonight.
1: Oh no, hell no! I'm just imagining Wes Anderson's Spider Verse now. That'd be that'd be kind of lit,
0: actually. <laughs> that would be, you know, what it would be fun because they do all the universes. If they yeah. went into like popped into a Wes Anderson universe, so that be would be really fun.
1: Peter B. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. I'm a fan of that. Okay. So in honor of asteroid city, our question of the week, we're asking, I didn't want to do favorite Wes Anderson. Cause that was boring. I felt. So we're asking our question of the week is our favorite alien movie. You can take that however you want it. Michael, what is your answer for what is your favorite alien movie?
1: My favorite alien movie is arrival because I think that it is the most realistic portrayal of what I think would actually happen if there were aliens and I think mm. the procedural aspect of what of Arrival is something that I don't think has ever been done as well as that film. Mm. The slow unfurl of the discovery of their language, what they look like, how they get up to the ship like all these little just like minutiae. I just thought Denis brought those to life fantastically. And I just could not imagine a better alien movie than that. Besides, and I just thought of this because I just rewatched it, but I didn't think of it. District Nine would be my other favorite. Oh, Um, I love
0: that for our August um, Patreon special. I'm excited. Oh no way! I've never seen
1: it. Oh, oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for I'm excited. In for a nasty little treat with that one. (laughs) I won't spoil too much then, but that would be my other favorite. I really like personally when alien movies have a really kind of like topical, like Mm. real world spin. I I I prefer that to like Mars attacks. Sure, personally. Not that there's anything sure. wrong with that, but for me, that's what I prefer.
0: <laughs> You've just pissed off all the hardcore Mars attack stands that I'm sure... There's more of
1: them than you would think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a scary thought. Um, for me, I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia talking. I think it has to be Lilo and Stitch, right? There's only two alien it movies on Letterboxd to to have ever given five stars to, and that's one of them. The other one... And I'll just point out, I am shocked it got this high. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I did give five stars. But we're not going to do that today. Um, Lilo and Stitch, I think, is one of the best Disney films out there. Just incredibly sweet, incredibly cute. Um, holds up. I just rewatched it like a month ago, and it was so, so good. Um, definitely one of the bright spots there in a studio that would very quickly after that just go completely downhill and just start producing like shit. But for then, it was very fun.
1: I gotta see Lilo and Stitch again. I only saw it in theaters, and I hated it. But I, I was six, seven... So I don't, I can't really like trust my opinion. I don't know why I hated it. I just, I, I. I
0: thought you were about to say, "I just need to see it." I was like, "Huh, that's a wild one." To no, no, i
1: and I'm definitely gonna watch it again before the monstrous live action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> before the sick live action one, you're talking about you know? it's totally my, gonna be good.
1: brought us "My Enemy," Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. So I, I, I think uh, that's gonna be a rough one for me, although. Stitch can't possibly be more annoying than Marcel so he's got a good although I'm kidding but Mm -hmm. honestly the visual style of Marcel the Shell I think would actually translate really well to Lilo and Stitch so I'm kind of half joking but like I don't
0: know if I agree with that I also was not a huge fan of Marcel at least Lilo and Stitch will probably be more animation than Marcel the Shell with shoes on which let's be clear is not non-animated movie but that's for another day
1: i just Um... see Marcel Marcel and Pleakley and I go I see what happened. I see, oh. I see. I see what the what the stylistic link is gonna be. It's gonna depend on if Stitch looks good, but I'd say the pants. I know.
0: I want them. I so desperately thought they like learned their lesson. I thought we all did with the Sonic the Hedgehog like fiasco and Mario. But, like just make it look like the character. It's not that difficult. And then Little Mermaid came out, and I'm just like, oh, it's over. They didn't learn.
1: I, the thing I think might be different is that Little Mermaid, they have this stick to real animals. Stitch mm. is a original design, so I don't think it'll be quite that bad. I think it'll be, I think it'll look like him, and I think mm. it'll be a little uncanny valley but I don't think it'll be, like, um, Scuttle. I don't think it'll be. I'm going. <laughs> where you're just like, where the heck? I never saw that, by the way i still Little need a to... mermaid yeah i just kind of don't need to, to see it. it i know i just i what happened was is i just knew i wasn't gonna like it and i didn't want to contribute to the negativity towards it for balance. um but i but like i just didn't want to i even though i like i'm sure hallie bailey is great in it amazing I, i'm sure i just knew that i was gonna hate the rest of the movie and then that was gonna get like i it was whether i wanted to or not i was gonna be one of the people who was like they're trashing it because so I just I don't know. I don't know.
0: You might like the Aquafina Manuel Miranda rap. I, oh I've quotes. heard it. I, I think you like
1: I don't like <laughs> it. No. no I I, the thing is, I you have to remember what a like chronic TikTok user I am.
0: And oh, I'm sure. on
1: um like they, we call it film talk out in the streets. I have heard every single song in that film. Wild Uncharted Waters. Actually, very good. Good ass song, to be honest. There's that one, the very Lin Manuel Miranda song where she goes, For the first time, for the first time, that's the next time, for the first time. That one had Lin Manuel all over it. And then, of course, Scuttlebutt, which we'd be here all night talking about that one. I just like, whenever Scuttlebutt is on, I just think of Aquafina going, Oh, yes! Oh. <laughs>
0: I don't know why people just oh, don't exactly. understand Aquafina should not be the comedic side character ever. Just Where not the is role.
1: Dramatic roles? Where are they? Thank I you. I thought we were turning Thank a corner you. with um the fir- the, fir- the farewell <laughs> we were turning the corner. I thought when she ruined
0: Ray and the Last Dragon, well, bad movie otherwise, but I thought when she was off on I was like, Oh, we get it. This is not her nope. She's yeah. never gonna make the farewell again, sadly. Maybe she'll be in a Wes Anderson one. I can see her actually. Actually, well.
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Well, now that we've discussed The Little Mermaid in great detail, let's go to our rapid reviews because we do this only every other week now. So there's plenty of films we don't talk about. I'm just going to run through some quick ones. Elemental, I loved. I gave it five stars. I cried. I never cried movies. This is the first movie I've cried in since Paw Patrol the movie. So that says something. Um yeah, Truly, oh, just like Paw
1: Patrol it's so I good you're gonna get the trio back for paw patrol
0: oh no for sure that and um a haunting in venice
1: it's like back yeah, to it's I, crazy yeah 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 um that like you guys championed paw patrol beyond any other mm. movie you guys you guys
0: covered because it was the best movie you ever know, made patrol,
1: but uh, please continue i was just i was just no you're good commenting on that because i always thought that yeah was so funny.
0: I think like for some reason i don't know why the romance in elemental for me i was like this is the best romance i've ever seen in film genuinely cried when they touched um i think that's like genuinely boy i'm bringing up really a great topic for you here really gave like paul schrader for me especially like i don't know just the power of touch and intimacy very good
1: but we don't need to get a master gardener that was a while ago it was Blade and not i didn't notice that <laughs> Was Wade a Nazi with a Nazi <laughs> subtle redemption, redemptive lens? Man, you must have saw a different one. Paul Schrader.
0: When we get, and when we do our Master Gardener retro review in a few years, I'll, I'll make be, sure I'll to count. reach out.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you love it. Yeah, I left like 40 minutes in.
0: I am oh, a yeah. greater
1: hater to my core, despite
0: his work. I drink the kool-aid i think more than moe's i I, you know i just am fully there but valid um but i hope after this episode you don't hate me yeah no 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 no. traitor and he likes asteroid city
1: the way um are we both giving our take on each other's rapids or no
0: you can absolutely
1: yeah no i um I liked Elemental a lot, too, although I will say I'm getting a little sick of the Disney approach to social commentary where they want to delve into these real world issues. But they're they're terrified for legitimate reasons of how um, certain parts of the country will react to that. So they go, it's the fire in people, immigrants and the water people who live in the city and it's a bet like, like that whole, that whole way of like doing allegory, especially with like animation in the East that have made these really like Mm -hmm. fanciful stories about human beings and real issues that actually like address them and don't just do it in this like cutesy, like gift wrap package. Just a little sick of that in general. Although obviously these are things that need to be talked about. So it's yeah. it, double-edged sword there. Romance, I agree with you, was fantastic. Yeah. I really Did you
0: it. think there was going to be a plot, spoilers for Elemental, like about what not happened. Yeah, I mean, Did you think there going was going to be a, a plot twist at the end where the air woman was like destroying
1: the dam and trying to murder all the fire people? That was not what I thought was going to happen. I knew it was going to be pretty straightforward. I don't know why. Oh. I, wasn't, I didn't see any twists coming.
0: I was, I was fully I was like, like, holy shit, song. we're doing the plot where she tries to literally murder the immigrants. I was like, this is crazy. That
1: would have been better for sure. <laughs> that, but then just, oh no, the water is flooding the town. But it was good. I really did like it. It took me a little while. I was kind of hanging on for dear life at the beginning. But once it sure. did get going, I really did enjoy it. My other
0: ones I would talk about, I would say The Flash. Well, I'll do okay, I'll do Indiana Jones first, The Dial of Destiny. I was really disappointed by. Um, well, I don't I don't love a lot of the Indiana Jones films anyway. I really like the first one. Um, I don't know, very boring, just nothing, dull, which is sad because I love Mangold mm-hmm. so much, so much. Oh, that's bad news
1: um, for me because I love Mangold too.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully you
1: like it more. Oh no.
0: What do you think? I was like it. No, but I hope you do.
1: Interesting. It's
0: just like it's so nothingness until the yeah. It's it's not it's not good. Um, which speaking of not good, why I saved it for last. One of the worst films of the year. Sorry, everyone. The Flash is atrocious.
1: Were you apologizing Um, to Ezra Miller?
0: everyone no to the, the you know there's dc stands i've never got more hate for an opinion. Like... <laughs> they never even... got more hate for an opinion than the flash um what absolutely are, like, oh i got your, like
1: on your written attacked
0: no on my tweet what oh i got like a hundred people being like shut up you gay fuck and it was well, crazy was it, um,
1: was it was it before it came out was it like it's the DC stands, okay? They don't know oh, They so like these. Like the Snyder Cut people don't like the Flash. I'm just wondering, like, like was well, it, like, was it, I'm just asking, was that it was before the... release? It was before release. Okay, because I know that, like, once it got in everybody's, that makes a little more sense. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, once it got in everyone's hands, everyone was like, hell no.
0: But that was the narrative. Me and the Snyderverse standing together for the first time ever yes. um, is like two days after I posted it and I got all this hate. Then all of a sudden the Snyderverse people came around like, this guy's a genius and he gets it. And I was like, you know what? Didn't even like Zack Snyder's fight, or Snyderverse film Justice League, but like, good on you. Um, did you see The Flash?
1: No, and I won't.
0: So, Michael, what are you going to talk about for your rapid reviews today?
1: So, just this afternoon... Had a little boozy brunch with my pals, and I saw No Hard Feelings, starring Academy Award winner Jennifer Lawrence. And it is very cute. Uh, which is not the what I expected to think, because you know, recently with films like Licorice Pizza, and others there have been a lot of very kind of glamorized predatory relationships going on lately don't know what's in the water we gotta stop with that licorice or sorry no hard feelings almost plays like it feels like almost like they did like a zucker brothers like parody of licorice pizza Mm -hmm. it's so just because it is the whole dynamic of like the older woman trying to seduce the young boy, but she and Jennifer Lawrence is phenomenal in this film, as is the guy whose name I'm blanking on right now. They are both phenomenal. And what really works about it for me, and I know that not everybody feels this way. I will say that is that I feel like she is always the butt of the joke. She's always Mm. the one who's doing something ridiculous. You're never laughing with her. She is completely outlandish. She's completely outrageous. and. All the laughs come from the fact that you're reacting as appalled as the kid is of all her different like attempts to seduce him. And that's what I think makes it really funny is that they they know how creepy this stuff is and they just they let it they let it be creepy and they let it be weird. And they they let Jennifer Lawrence just absolutely go apeshit. Really liked it. Fun movie.
0: I haven't seen it yet. So to be clear, though, the boy is over 18, right? He's 19. Okay. Well, hey, we're
1: doing better than Licorice Pizza and Red Rocket, so. You practically look at the camera and go, he's 19.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what? I feel like more movies need to start doing that, because they look at the camera and they say, he's 15 anymore. It's like, well, okay. That's not not the vibe, right? Sorry, guys. Um, Cool. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of ClapperCast. Thank you so much for joining. Michael, where can we find
1: you on the interwebs? You can find me, King of Burbank, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, perhaps YouTube soon to come, and on ClapperCast, occasionally
0: occasionally you love to hear it uh you can find me on twitter at bp underscore movie reviews letterbox carson tamar thank you so much for watching uh episodes new episodes every other week you can go listen to our everything ever once review our portrait of lady on fire patreon review is already up and in two weeks i'll be back here with the lovely nicolo grasso to discuss agnes varda's one sings and the other doesn't god i hope i got that right and if i did it stayed in if i didn't it got cut Um, We will see you then. Goodbye.